Welcome to Mole Man Talk. I'm your host, Shiso Moore, and joining me is my co-host. Our guest is a master of hypnosis. This is pretty interesting about how the mind works and what he's hypnosed people. And it's just so interesting talking to him. We had a great talk. But first, let's take our sponsors and let's jump right back into it. Disclaimer, today's guest and topic is for educational purpose. Today's sponsor is Collective Vision Fashion. Do you know how to sew? Or are you a fashion designer? This group is seeking for fashion designers and to competing in winning cash prize. Well, if you do, check them out on Facebook at Collective Vision Fashion. Now on to the show. Hey everyone, we're super excited here. Uh, we have a gentleman that is studying and he's going to be done a few, a few weeks. He's a master of hypnosis. And uh, with me is my co-host, Mai. Hi, hey, everybody. Yeah, our, our guest, I can't, I'm on those, so I'm going to say yeah. <laughs> but he's Moon Lang and is. Uh, do we do we have to start that old like Moon Lang versus Moon Dog conversation? No, today? no, no, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, so my Moon name is Yeah. What you say, Moon Uh My American name uh, for, uh, is officially Aya Tao, uh, spelled in Hmong. But uh, as I was saying before, some may know me by a different name. And if you do, don't bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so your name is you have to kind of say it in right? Like, Aya, Aya. It's yeah, not well, like Aya, it's Aya. Yeah, it's Aya. And it, it looks weird. So, it's like A dash Y I A, but if you kind of get away from the dash, then it, it, it makes sense, like Aya. But um, it's a combination of like the English transliteration of the Hmong name, but then with some other weird elements. Because, like, if you think about it, like typical Hmong name, Maya Yiana or Yia Tao, but uh, there's a whole story about it that I probably don't want to get into. So. Uh, to me, it's Maybe like we'll have to uh, get that the next. <laughs> that sounds to me like some hip hop name was given by little uh, by little John. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was really outcast. You know what I'm saying? It's hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He stole my name for a song and didn't even give me the credit for it. I'm, I'm <laughs> well, it's year for the swag then. We'll just yeah, put it that way. It's year for the swag. swag. I'll yes. take the swag. <laughs> yes. You've been studying off and on for 20 years, am I correct? Yeah. Uh, I've, I was always fascinated with it. Uh, it always seemed like something that I wanted to do. I don't know if it's just love attraction working or whatever, but when I was... Uh, Actually, 11th or 12th grade in high school, I was going post-secondary enrollment at the University of Minnesota. And so I'd sneak into their medical school library and just do like informal research on hypnosis. I would check out books because I had the U of M ID and they would allow me to. So I just started reading about it. I didn't really know a whole lot about how to uh, use your tonality because that sometimes can be very important. But uh, I was just reading it, and then I just tried using it on some people. And uh, having some very early results, I was just, my mind was just like, you know. But being Hmong and uh, having expectations and, you know, all that kind of stuff, I decided that it may not be a viable career at the current time. So I kind of put it on the wayside and uh, <clears throat> pretended to be a pre-med student for a few you know, because there's not a lot of Hmong people that are like that, but. But the passion not a lot keeps... of people. 
not a lot of people uh, will actually think about hypnosis ever. Or to well, no, I was talking life. about how, like, yeah. you know, they, they, they talk about how many Asian students go into college as pre-med and how, actually, how many actually finish as pre-med. And um, I'm part of that statistic of the people that went in wanting to be pre-med that, and then ended up not finishing in pre-med. Oh, oh, that's what you're saying, gotcha. the statistic. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> I don't know the exact statistic, but it's a really high number. Not a not a double major, obviously. You just said you dropped out. But... I, no, I, I almost did. I I I wanted to get into med school to uh, more for the research aspect and not so much the practice. But uh, I worked as a, a neuroscience research lab assistant for three years and I just realized that, you know, I didn't, I didn't, that's not the life I wanted to, to live because um, at that point, a lot of the, the researchers were telling me that uh, everything that, all the experiments that were done within like a eight hour time frame had already been maxed out. So if you wanted to establish yourself or to, to really make any groundbreaking discoveries, you'd have to do two day or one week experiments where you're basically away from your family for a whole week. And I was just like, well, I want to be a family man. I don't, I love it, but not that much, you know? And so then I decided to do the most uh, amazing thing in my life and decided to study acting instead, which we'll leave it at that. And have, we'll save that for another day, right? Another That's, another day. Day. That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> we got to so, stay focused today. So, yeah, so, you know, hypnosis is, I think, especially for our big uh, Asian community, right, right? We don't care of it often at all, especially being practiced. Um, when you think hypnosis, I don't know about you guys, but Guna, mm -hmm. the word hypnosis to me, the first thing that comes to my mind is that clock, right? The big clock going back and forth, back and forth in front of your eyes. I don't, I don't then know. You I don't know. You're getting and then, TV. <laughs> and then, <laughs> You you wake up either barking like a dog or purring like a cat or jumping around like a kid naked, right? Now, is that really what hypnosis do? Well, that's one thing that I, I one reason why I wanted to be on the show is because I wanted to talk to dispel some of the myths. One side of the spectrum is people, their experience with hypnosis is they go to a stage show and they see people quacking like ducks and clucking like chickens and doing things that they wouldn't normally do. And then they come back, they're like, wow, that was... Uh, weird you know and then and then people watching are like that was hilarious but i wouldn't <laughs> i am not gonna make a fool of myself like that you know and then the other end of the spectrum is what we see in the movies and and what people believe is hypnosis which is completely i mean there's some element of truth in it but it's more like 99 percent dramatization to make the movie more interesting and it like the movie get out really did not help the hypnosis community because we can't make you do anything you don't want to do. Otherwise, I would be a lot richer, right? You know? <laughs> so, uh, so, I mean, that, that whole idea of you losing control while under hypnosis is really super far from the truth. If anything, it's more, it's the opposite. And that is that we are, we help you gain more control of your mind. And the, not just your conscious mind, but your full mind so that instead of using only 10% of your mind, you're using 100% of your mind to achieve your goals or to help you let go of unresolved issues in the past. 
So the when a person is under hypnosis, are they aware of what they're saying? Are they aware of who they're talking to? Are they aware of the the uh, environment that they're in? If they're not, then they're asleep. <laughs> so, um, but it, it's like uh, my very first opportunity. I mean, my, my very first experience with it. I felt like uh, how many are you guys? You guys, uh, you know, drink a little bit every once in a while. You know, like oh yes, I'm a wine lady. Point fingers or name names or you know plays any value around it but like it, it it felt to me like it was like but where you let go of some of your limitations and you say you know what this feels good I don't care if people judge me if I do. and that's that that experience was for me being on in a stage show but uh, the stage shows are designed and crafted in a very specific way they use very specific people through a filtration process to be entertaining and in a clinical standpoint or in a, in a session where you're trying to help somebody let go of the past, it's completely different. And so you are completely aware. And if you're not aware, then it usually means you're sleeping. And if you're sleeping, then it, it doesn't help. And the thing that people don't realize is that we go through hypnosis every day. Like, have you ever driven um, home from work one day and being uh, in that mindset where you get home, you're like, oh, wow, I don't. I don't know how I got home, but I'm home, you know, or if you watch a movie and by the end of the movie, you're bawling your eyes out or, or your mom. So we could say Korean, Korean dramas, you know, like you watch the Korean drama and at the end, you're just like, Oh my God, that was so sad. And, <laughs> that, that's all examples of hypnosis. And we all go into hypnosis right before we fall asleep every night. So it's, it's something that we all experienced before. We just didn't know that it was hypnosis. I see. So what's the, what is really the, the goal of hypnosis? What are we trying to achieve with hypnosis? Everybody has a different reason for engaging hypnosis. Uh, for the most mm -hmm. part, my goal is to help people really uh, reach their full potential. Uh, whether it is limitations that are holding them back, whether it's just negative thoughts, or if it's an experience that they just can't let go of uh, because it's, it's just that painful for them, it, we help them through that process so that they can grow their wings and fly with the eagles instead of continue to buzz around with turkeys. Uh, but I mean, with regards to that, there are people that come in for weight loss. Some people that come in because they wanna stop smoking. Some people that come in because they have like a fear or a phobia that they, they want to take care of, that they don't want to be afraid of anymore. Uh, those are just some examples of, of clients that, that come in and seek the help of a hypnotist. Have you yourself been under hypnosis? Oh, yeah. all the time. our school is really big on, it's a very intensive program. It's a one-year program, but it, they're very big on making sure that we experience hypnosis and we use it for our own benefit so that when we're working with clients, we know how to respond to them. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I've never cried in class, but I mean, I've made a few students cry, you know? So, uh, and, and it, it definitely is something that as the more you do it, the easier it is for you. It's, it's like a, a door. The more you open it, the, the easier it is to open. But if you leave that door closed for a very long time, eventually, the hinges are going to rust, so it'll be harder to open. Oh, okay, gotcha. 
Wow, it's just so. Every time I think about hypnosis, I it's just so. I don't even know what the word is. It's like it just reminds people how complex our mind really is. Yes. And I think a lot of times, like we we will see things or hear things so automatically, we get triggered, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes a lot of times we don't know why. Yeah. Um, and, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, no, you go ahead. I think you're going to have a response to that. Yes, uh, and there's a lot of reasons. Some of it could be a psychological reason, and some of it sometimes is a physiological reason. And what we learn in our school is that um, when we have low blood sugar or we have a lot of caffeine, it can cause phobias to manifest themselves in in a person. So if you're, um, if say for example, if you don't eat all day long, and then you you're, you start shaking because you're like, oh my god, I need to get some food. Well, your brain is going to this fight or flight mode and it's saying, oh my God, I need to do something to not die. Because if I don't eat, I might die. And then through the law of association, you might experience something. And because you're experiencing that, that event while your body's saying, I need to get food and I'm shaking, you automatically associate what it is that you're experiencing with a fear of dying. So some people, they may have a fear of driving. Because maybe one day they were uh, feeling very hungry, they had to drive home, they didn't want to stop for food. They're like, I'm almost home, I just want to make it home, I can eat. And then because of that, the mind automatically associates the fear of dying with driving. And so then they, they what we call, we call that a phobia, because it's not based in a, in a true experience. It's something that you're afraid of, but has no basis. And so then we go in and we help this person deal with this phobia and to let it go so that they can continue to go back and be a, a healthy driver and not have to worry about whether or not they're going to die when they drive. Mm, okay. So being in your studies, how popular is really hypnosis in the United States or the world? How, how much do people really use it? It's, it's, I think for a long time been like a subculture. Uh, mm-hmm. It's, but it, it, I think right now there's been a lot more awareness and a lot more promotion of it. And people are starting to see that it's not that Hollywood hypnosis where, you know, I might wake up in the middle of the night and not know what I'm doing and then go kill somebody. But really that, oh, wow, I, I, can, I can use it for this or I can use it for that. And then, then and, and it's for some people, it's so powerful because they automatically engage not only their conscious mind but their subconscious mind right away that they're like wow this just you know i'm i'm sold i'm gonna tell everybody about it and through word of mouth it's it's becoming much more prevalent um and also we we also see that the collective conscious has been a lot more um i think people are a lot more they you find more and more people in a state of waking hypnosis or we call it unintentional trances where especially right now in in these covid times if you're sitting there watching the news all day long oh this many thousands of deaths this many people have been infected you have to do this this is blah 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 and every day we have a set number of message units message units can be just information we take in whether we take it in from the environment whether we take it in from our body whether we take it in from our, our you know just our thoughts Eventually, when we get too many, we just we go belly up and we get into a state of trance. And so 
with all of the things that are happening with COVID and, and the racism and the riots and stuff like that, some people are walking around and they're in a trance and they need to be able to be awakened out of that state so that they can function full with their full mind. Interesting. So it sounds to me almost like a, I don't want to say a spiritual practice, you know, but like meditation. Do you guys, do you guys focus a lot of, do you guys focus on like the spiritual being at all? Um, we, we have an aspect of that in our school. It's not necessary okay. it's because the truth is with spirituality, everybody has their own beliefs. So there isn't the whole, oh, okay, well, you have to believe spiritually this way because it, it feels like we're imposing it. And it's not so much because, I mean, it, the hypnosis and meditation are very similar. They're kind of like brother and sister. The difference is that with meditation, it's a clearing of your mind. Whereas with hypnosis, it's like we're going to put thoughts in there that's going to really help move your life in the direction that you want it to go. I see. You, you do get to a state of relaxation similar to meditation, but the goal and the underlying um, vehicle that you jump into is really different from meditation. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's just a different filter system, filter process. Um, well, as I was saying, meditation is really more about just clearing your mind, like trying to get your thoughts to a place where you can feel at peace, feel tranquil. Mm -hmm um and feel at one with the universe right whereas with hypnosis we're saying okay now that we've relaxed how do we change our thought patterns how do we change the um way that our brain processes information so that we can continue to push forward or push faster towards this goal that we have if it's stopping smoking how do we make it so that automatically we don't say or like for example uh some people who are replacement smokers they are the type of people that when they get anxious or they get stressed out they're like oh god i gotta go outside get a smoke because when i get that smoke it helps me feel relaxed and then i don't have to deal with the stress that, I, that, that i'm facing inside the office or whatever environment they're in and so with hypnosis then we say okay well then we're going to replace that instead of wanting to to go outside to smoke, we're going to help you feel relaxed without having to smoke. And if we can help you relax without having to feel like you need to smoke, does that stop your smoke? And, and, and with replacement smokers, a lot of times it does. And I've seen that happen in my own experience because I, 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 um, we are required to work with real clients through our education. You know, so we, we when we go into uh, internship we have to work with real clients and i've worked with some and you know in one session i was able to help somebody stop smoking for a week wow amazing you know? yeah and so then so then it was just a matter of reinforcing that and, and making sure that whatever work in their session is stronger and stronger and stronger and they have this thing called mental plasticity where if you continue to practice something those connections in your brain continue to get stronger and stronger to the point where it becomes automatic. And then you don't have to think about, oh, I got I to gotta use my trigger to stop smoking. You know, it just becomes automatic. Wow. Maybe I'll have to try that. Maybe I can stop drinking wine after doing the notes. No, never the wine. No. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I, I like wine too much. 
Are you drinking it for the taste or because it's a replacement feeling? <laughs> oh, I mean, uh, it's definitely a taste now. It's definitely a taste now, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, um, I don't see you being a person that needs to worry about weight loss, but for some people, wine is a lot of calories. And so yes. if wine is preventing you from meeting your weight loss goals, I mean, definitely. Or, I mean, uh, we don't have to restrict it. I mean, if you wanted to, you're more than, I mean, I'm, I'm more than happy to offer you a free session or a few free sessions to kind of just to get a feel of what, is, what that's like. Uh, and we can talk about what goals you want, what, what is most important to you, so that we can, because you'll eventually get to a point where you're, there's a crossroads, the thing that you don't want and the thing that you do want. What we want to do is to train you to automatically go this way without even having to think, do I really want to pour that wine glass, you know, or do I want to say, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to work off the calories I've been drinking the last few months. Um, so, I mean, definitely that, I, I'll open that up, to you, you know, and it's up to you if you want to uh, take advantage of it, but definitely the opportunity to say. Yeah, most definitely. That's, um, I'm definitely going to consider that. Think about that and get to you on that. Yeah. But it's just. I got, I got a question just, for you. Very too. cool. Very cool. Mm -hmm. I got a question for you, too, but it's just, is there an actual translation Hmong of like a master? Is there, like, does that word even exist in Hmong? The term, <laughs> right? I can't, I can't, I can't think of one. Of them. <laughs> but like, there's no translation. It's like, you know, it's you know, more doubt or something like that. You know, it's like, what's the actual? What? <laughs> I know because like, even it's not even hypnosis though. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't even know what. Yeah, come up, pay the money, go in, spot the money. Can I? Yeah, like to watch the game. Yeah, cause cause she just lose that. They create the Tony Bank cook case, case, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, is that an official term? Not really yet, you know. It's yeah, got, yeah you're kind of just describing, you know. It's not really a yeah, a, a, yeah, a translation for describing, of, you know, of what you are. But, but that's that's like ninety percent of Hmong words that that don't have an actual. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like it's like uh yeah like so I mean if if you're trying to create a new word, a lot of times they'll just say what is it exactly, and then use that as the name, you know. So. Right, where we'd be like, what kind of doctor, right? Yeah. Well, see, the thing is, that's a psychologist, and we're not psychologists, you know, but no, that's, our work yeah. is similar yeah. but different. And uh, yeah. on that note, we do want to say that hypnosis is not a cure or a replacement for therapy for psychological disorders. So if you, are, if you have a diagnosed psychological disorder or you think you might have one, definitely see a professional psychologist or psych a psychiatrist before you seek out hypnosis. Because with hypnosis, some psychological disorders can be contraindicated, which means that they actually will make it worse if you have a diagnosed psychological disorder. Also, it's not a replacement or cure for medical issues that have medical ideology. So if you have pain or you have, if you have an illness that should be treated by a doctor, definitely consult them first. And if they can't help you, then we are more than happy to help you out and see what we can do from a hypnosis standpoint. But we don't want to say, uh, 
well, we're going to do this for you and it's going to solve all your problems. Because there have been cases in the past, historically, where somebody came in for headaches and because they never got the medical doctor on the team, the person ended up dying because uh, it was actually something that wasn't hypnosis related. It was a medical issue that they, uh, they ignored. And that's, oh, no. I think we have the same problem with, you know, you come with Sansu, Onena. Sometimes, especially like whatever, you know, whatever um, thoughts that, that, that they have about seeing a doctor. So, and we've seen, you know, like the spirit catches you when you fall down and, and other stories where, where there is medical ideology behind it and it needed to be treated by a doctor. But because it wasn't, it caused a bigger issue because they, all they did was they say, well, go, go see a shop. And so, as I was saying, it, we can't replace doctors and psychologists but we work in tandem with them so that we both help you to get to your goal fast. Okay. Well, thank you for, thank you for stating that. I think that's very, very important for us, our listeners to know. So thanks for that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, definitely, uh, not only do we work with the past, you know, if you have, some issues from the past, uh, maybe an ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend that you want to let go of but haven't been able to because it was just that amazing. We can help you with that. It's not going to be like eternal, uh, sun sh- eternal sunshine of the spotless mind where we erase all your memories. We're not going to do that. But we can do a de-loving where we, we say, okay, you can, you, you'll stop Aww. feeling the love for that person. Can you um, make us fall in love again? <laughs> we can do that we can make you open to falling in love but you have to oh okay and that's where okay. it, go back to that that whole uh getting rid of mis uh representation of what hypnosis is i can help you be open to falling in love again but if you don't want to fall in love i can't force you we're like we're like moses we can only lead you to the water if you don't want to drink it's not going to happen and we often also put in a suggestion to say, if you feel uncomfortable, if you don't like where this is going, just say your name, open your eyes, and you're out. And you're, you're good, you know? Uh, so we never want to put them in a situation where they're uncomfortable. We never want to do anything that is harmful uh, to who they are. Mm, okay, so it has a lot to do with self-truth then. So... If I, if I have a lot of skeletons in my closet or a lot of things in my mind that I don't want to share, it's probably not the ideal way for me to um, not entirely. my issues. Okay. Not entirely. There, there's two ways we can work at it. One way is just to work with your symptoms. And what we, what, what we definitely have found is that there are a lot of physical illnesses that are rooted in psychological illnesses say for example there's uh there uh, you have a situation where you have a lot of responsibility but you keep running away from it you don't want to deal with it because maybe when you were younger you were a very responsible person and you saw how it negatively impacted your life so you kept running away from any opportunity to be responsible and then for some reason you just started 
know, having this chronic back pain, you know, shoulder pain, and you're like, I don't know why I go to the doctor, I take Tylenol, I mean, it works, but it doesn't work very well, and it keeps coming back. Well, maybe that is what we call a body syndrome, where you have a psychological issue that you're not dealing with, and because of that, your body is saying, you need to deal with this, and so it's telling you through making you hurt, and so in that situation, hypnosis definitely, I mean, we could go back and talk about, okay, so let's talk about all these things that hurt. We don't have to, though, because what we can do is say, well, you know what, let's, let's deal first with all of the symptoms. What are the things that are happening that are, are that, you know, your pain? Okay, let's get you to get rid of this pain. Because once we get rid of that pain and when you feel comfortable or not with me, but with yourself, dealing with this experience that you had that was painful psychologically when you're ready for that then we can go and say okay well then let's let that go let's find a way to let that go safely and positively so that you can feel at peace with this and when you're at peace with this it will no longer come back and cause pain in your body. Mm, i see all right, all right. We are gonna. We are. We're almost up to time in this recording here too. At like, well, the Zoom is almost done. Uh, but we'll record another probably ten minutes. So it makes it about almost forty-five minutes. But uh, I'm gonna send another, uh, another, uh, another link, another link back so on, good. on yeah. So I'm gonna stop this recording. And send it. So yeah, I got a question. What do you like best about hypnosis? You know, I love, I've always been a fan of understanding the mind and being able to meet our full potential using our mind. Uh, when I was younger, I always thought about like, how would we achieve mind over matter? And I still want to at some point use hypnosis to uh, push the limits of the human mind and the limits of human existence. But with hypnosis, it, there's so many modalities that you can apply that will help you be the best version of yourself and to let go of all the limiting beliefs that hold you back. And I'm not going to mention names or, or point at people, but there are maybe some of us in the Hmong community who grow up and because we are raised in a what, what we would consider a shame-based culture, we are taught to be modest. We are taught to not stand out. We're taught not to do a lot of things that we should do that would help us be more successful in our life. And in growing up in that culture, we then start creating beliefs, whether they're handed to us or they're created on our own, that prevent us from doing the things that we want. For example, I know people who want to move out of Minnesota, who want to to live their dreams, but they don't because of the mental prisons that they have created for themselves. And they say, well, I can't do that because if I move away from my family, X, Y, and Z. I can't do that because if I'm not Hmong, X, Y, and Z. And so then they live, or maybe they don't even live, they exist just to run through that routine over and over and over and over and not truly really live. And when you can let go of those limitations and, and find peace with that, and to really, really live the life of your dreams, what does that mean? 
And what does that entail? And what joy might that bring to you, knowing that you left no potential behind when you closed your eyes for the last time? You know, that you've truly fulfilled everything that you were meant to do in this life. I love that. I think you, you really hit the nail on that one with about every single person walking around right now. Everyone's walking in an empty vessel. Come on. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot. But I mean, it, there's a lot. Yeah. And it, part of it is not even about just being monk. It's about society and, right. the, and the guidelines that society has placed on us and, and forced us to be afraid to break. And when we break them, then we're given, you know, consequences. And then it's like touching that hot pen. And eventually you're like, oh, well, I don't want to touch that hot pen. But if you don't touch the hot pan, you might not get the egg inside there and eat so that you, have, you can be fulfilled, you know? So you're going to starve staring at that hot pan saying, uh, um, I'm <laughs> hungry, but there's a hot egg in there. I don't want to get burned again. And so, uh, but the people, truly the people that have learned to break those chains are the ones that are the most successful. Not the ones that were the valedictorian but the ones that said, you know, this is the box. I'm going to walk outside and see what the view really looks like. And then once I see what the view really looks like, I'm going to pick what I want in that view in front of me. The mind and is it, so powerful. Yeah, and Dr. It Wayne sounds Dyer... sounds like talks, a mindset. It sounds like a mindset. Yeah, well, Dr. Wayne Dyer talks about this a lot, about how, you know, if you think about most people right now, they live in one room in a hundred room mansion and they don't even realize that they not only can they get out of that room that they've been living in, they can get out of that house. But they don't because one, comfort, and two, mental prison, their own limitations holding themselves back. Very true. Very, very true. Wow. Yeah. I think I will have to book up that session. <laughs> Ready? <laughs> I'm interested. I do have a Facebook business page. It's we'll, gonna. Yeah, we'll. We'll. Yeah, I'll. Yeah, we'll. I'll have you at the very end here. Sure. Keep Sounds going. good. Yep. All that too. Uh, um. The thing too is that uh, not only do we we look at the past and help people deal with their past, the the thing I'm most interested in is using it for the future. Uh, are you guys familiar with the idea of the, the law of attraction? Yes. The law of attraction, yeah. yes. Yeah. You, and I know that there's been um, a few, um, whatever they are, that's trying to rebuttal it, saying it's not really a thing arguments. anymore. Yeah, okay. Yes. And, you know, it, it's, it, there's a lot of maybe scientific evidence and um, ways to explain it. Mm -hmm. But what we do is we can use hypnosis to help you attract the things that you want. And so, as I was saying, you decide what is it that, what, what kind of life is it you truly want? And then we use hypnosis to train your brain to be focused on it. And not only that, to be able to subconsciously recognize the opportunities that right now maybe you're either rejecting or missing because you're not focused on it. And when you do that, then it opens up doors that you didn't know were in front of you. Mm. 
you know, like, and, and uh, I won't talk about other people or myself, but I, <clears throat> you know, might have known a guy. <clears throat> you can talk about yourself. Younger, you know, a friend of mine who oftentimes they would say was, uh, he was, uh, uh, for the lack of a better term, self-cock-blocking because he was oblivious you, you sure he wasn't to the good? oblivious <laughs> to opportunities that were in front of him, you know? All right. All right. And if you were focused on that and your brain was trained to be, to, to recognize those things, then it's like, you know what, what if there was all these opportunities that were in front of you, but you just didn't take advantage of them because your brain was focused on something completely different or something completely wrong. So now does hypnosis, we use hypnosis. Do you guys use medication at all? Or is this just pure hypnosis with no medication at all? Um, we don't use any medication. That's definitely something that is uh, in the realm of medical and uh, psychiatrists. So that's out of scope for us. Uh, what okay. we do, really, we just use the power of your words and the power of your, your thoughts to change your life. And uh, going, uh, um, tying this in with what we were talking about before, there is a structure in your brain called the anterior cingulate cortex. And it has to do with the idea of, like, for example, if, uh, my, what kind of car do you drive? Well, my car's dead, so I don't have a car right now. Uh, what, oh, but, what but is the best my car, car that you've driven? Was that? What's the best car you've driven? Car. Which one is the that? The best car I have driven was my really old, old baby, 2004 Honda Accord. Okay. Now, before you bought that Accord, did you notice how many people were driving Honda Accord? I knew, but did I notice? No. Mm -mm. But once you got into one, you're like, oh, there's an Accord there, there's an Accord there. That one's blue, mine. just like mine. And there's this one there. <laughs> no. Right? I know. Copy and that's cannabis. what the, uh, the anterior cingulate cortex is. What it does is it automatically notices patterns and, and things that that you don't always pay attention. And so as I was saying, if you can activate that to, to, to attune it to opportunities that are going to further the career and the life that you want, just how amazing would your life become when you start taking advantage of all the things that were available to you and that were in front of you that would make your life better? Mm, yeah, that makes sense. I want that. I want that clarity. <laughs> First, you have to know what you want first, and then, and then we work <laughs> on the clarity. But All right, deal. People don't know what they want. They're just like, I just want to be happy. Um, okay. But what <laughs> like? That is so true. Like, if you ask people, right, what they want, they I want to be happy. What do you want for your kids? I want my kids to be happy. But, but if you really nail it down or break the, have them break it down, nobody really has an idea of what their happiness is. Well, and the thing is, happiness is a moving target, too. Because as soon yeah. as you get what you want, or not as soon, but like shortly after you get what you want, that no longer makes you happy. So then you mm -hmm. have to find the new target. And if you don't find the new target, and then you become comfortable, you might not be unhappy, but you're not going to be truly happy either. And that's why you are a walking empty vessel. Because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people, they, they achieve their first goal, and then they're like, well, you know what? I made it. Um, 
I'm just going to take it easy now. And then they become, as you say, an empty vessel where they're just, or I like to call it zombies. They, they go through the motions, but there's no really no true life. But uh, going back to like the idea of hypnosis is really, if you think about it, everybody has a set number of, uh, we call it message units that they, that they have every day. And so every time we, when we're talking here, we're, we're getting, giving each other message units. When you eat, you're getting message units. When you have a stomach ache because you ate ice cream when you should have, that's message units. And eventually when you're overloaded with message units, you either go to a state of hypnosis where you fall asleep. And so what happens is that uh, we'll, we'll look at the structure of the mind. We have the subconscious mind, which basically is what you would consider if we're going to use the metaphor of a computer, that would be your hard drive. That's where all the information is stored. That's where a lot of the processing, where the mother motherboard is, but that's where a lot of the processing, like the real difficult processing happens. That's why when you're sleeping and you're dreaming, that's your brain processing all of the events of the day and the data that, and then saying, well, this 